And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. everybody and welcome to Lupa's Bits. I am your host Lupa Barty and this is episode 72 and it is also my Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all of the things that you say, whatever it is that you say, I wish them to you. Um, I am still here in California but not for very much longer. I will be heading home um, in three days, so you'll hear this Christmas Day, or if you're busy, you know, you won't listen to it Christmas Day. That's fine. I get it. Whatever. Or no, you'll, yeah, you'll get it Christmas Day, but whatever. (laughs) So the next podcast that you will hear will be back in the studio or, you know, my living room in Ontario. So my fun in the sun is coming to an end for now, but never fear, I will be back. Um, it's been a really, really good trip. I have had so much fun. Um, I got to spend time with some really awesome people, some really amazing kids, and... Um, to spend time with my boyfriend, which, you know, is always a plus. (laughs) And y'all kind of found out who he was with me being here. But, uh, you know, all good things have to come to an end and I have to go back to reality and go and do what I need to do, take care of the things I need to take care of and, uh, you know, go and touch my things because I haven't seen my things in a while. Um, I think I've been, I know I've been gone more from my apartment than I've actually been in my apartment. <laughs> so I go check on my plants, check my mail, um, sleep in my bed, say hi to my clothes, you know, my stuff. Um, sadly, we are not going to Florida. My mom and I are not going to Florida. Thank you, COVID. You. I, you know, I'm beginning to think COVID is like the redheaded stepchild of the virus world. Um, you know, always demanding attention, wanting to be the center of attention. And when it doesn't, it comes up with a new tragedy where you have to pay attention to them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every variant is just another personality of the original redheaded stepchild disease. So. <laughs> Yeah, go away. Go back to your corner. Uh, nobody wants you around anymore, redheaded stepchilds. But uh, yeah, so my mom is unable to travel to Florida because um, our government has issued a advisory against non-essential travel. 
and her insurance won't cover her as long as that's the case. So we are not going to Florida. We may, if things get better, which I highly doubt they will, try around the 17th of January, but it's not looking uh, favorable. That's fine. You know, whatever. Um, and come back down here for a visit. I have a car. We'll travel. So, uh, Mr. Bechard, your letter Kenny's will be traveling with me. And uh, then we'll figure out how I'm going to get him to you once I get him into Canada. You know, that's kind of how it goes. So, yep, I will be heading home on the 27th. And our, my next podcast will be from my living room in <laughs> Canada. I almost said Canada. It's been... <laughs> I just spent the last three days. We went up on the 21st. Um, we went to Big Bear. And you Google Big Bear, California, not Big Bear, Utah. Google Big Bear, California. And... Um, we went to the Golden Bear Cottages, and we stayed in the cutest, quaintest little cottage. It was so rustic. It was all wood, and it reminded me a lot of my grandparents' cottage with the thick um, two-by-six beams, and I mean, that's what my grandfather used for the stairs. So, yeah, it reminded me a lot of my grandfather's cottage, and there was snow, so... The little kids were just thrilled um, because they don't get snow, really, not snow where you can play in. So, um, yeah, there was snow and we were going to go and do tubing and, and a bunch of stuff, but the lineups were insane. So we went and bought sleds and we decided to go to Big Bear Zoo instead. And it was the closest other than the wild wolf that I saw like 20 years ago. Um, it was the closest I had been to wolves in my life. And it was so cool. It was such an amazing experience. Um, and there were bears and foxes and birds, um, coyotes. It was so cool. Oh, owls from the peanut gallery. Owls. <laughs> it was an incredible experience. We had so much fun. And then we went tobogganing that night. And I broke my butt. Just my left cheek. I broke my left cheek. And I almost, I bruised my um, knuckles on my right hand pretty bad. They're really sore. I've got some pretty intensive road rash coming up. I didn't break them, so that's a good thing. I uh, I was the shining example of where not to go down the big hill. Because <laughs> there were these um, divots. I, no, they weren't divots. They were holes. They were huge, human-sized, swallow-you-up, spit-you-out-in-China holes. And then there was a little patch of raised up snow and then another hole and then more snow and then another hole. And I don't, all I remember is I caught air and then I landed and I hurt, but uh, there were three of them. And, um, 
Rebecca, Dave's sister, told me that I hit the first one and landed on the third one. And I landed on my hand and my butt. So I got a bruise on my butt. I got a bruise on my hand. And Rebecca's husband, he got it worse than me. I, mean, I got two injuries, but he his one injury kind of makes for the makes up for the two injuries. He uh, hit a rock and it punctured through, like it broke the sled and pretty much broke his butt too. He's got a pretty little bruise. But the kids had fun and we all had fun, regardless of the injuries. We all had fun. It was a good sledding experience and uh the kids loved it they were up and down the hill with the sleds and it was so cool watching um because i mean i grew up in snow i've been around snow my entire life i played in the snow when i was a kid i've watched um my kids play in the snow i've watched my grandkids play in the snow but it was really neat to see kids who don't live in an area where they get snow six months eight months out of the year um, or even get snow that is more than an eighth of an inch and gone by breakfast, um, be able to go out there and make a snowball and build a little snowman and, you know, slide down the hill um, on a toboggan and just enjoy the snow. And it kind of gave me a bit of an appreciation for the snow. I know. I know, right? Me saying that. I have an appreciation for the snow, but it, I got to see it and experience it again through a kid's eyes instead of, you know, burr, it's cold. I have to turn the heat up. I have to drive in this. It's slushy. It's icky. It's wet. It's dirty. And I don't want to do that. I got to play in it and I got to share with them, um, like a, you know, Canadian in their natural element. <laughs> <laughs> snow. I got to show them how to make a snowball and how to roll a snowball to make a snowman. I got to show them how to walk up the um, hill that you're tobogganing down. And, um, you know, how you dig your, your, the sides of your feet in and you pelican walk up the hill. And I mean, that's something I learned when I was skiing, when I was winter skiing. So I just kind of, everybody, we just kind of took it all for granted, but yeah, it was kind of neat to do all that. And then, um, we went to a really cool Japanese restaurant for dinner. Um, we did, we drove down all through downtown, um, Big Bear and they have the whole street all lit up and with Christmas lights and there's like fire, pits burning where you know you can walk down the street and just stop at a fire pit warm your body up carry on it's really cool um so it was an excellent experience and we all have decided that we are now going to make this a yearly event we're going to go for um probably a week you know or four days whatever um you know, people who are working can book the time off and just make it like a yearly Christmas vacation. So it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I got to experience um, Scare Fair while I was here. Uh, I've had foods that I've never had before. <laughs> so sushi, yes, I had a sushi date with the Miss Zoe. Um, 
we had been, we had a, a semi sushi date with grocery store sushi, California rolls. And we had made a promise. I'd made a promise with her that, because I didn't really try, I've never had sushi before. So I said that, that I was going to um, eat real sushi with her because she loves sushi. So when we went to this Japanese restaurant last night, I tried Philadelphia rolls. I tried the spider sushi, which isn't actually spider. It's soft shell crab. I tried California rolls. Um, I had, uh, ooh, I don't know. Don't ask me. They were Japanese words. I couldn't tell you. Uh, some kind of baked shrimp. I had scallops and asparagus, grilled scallops and asparagus. Um, it was really good. I had a really good time and I can't wait to go back next year. Tomorrow we're doing, which is Christmas Eve, we're doing Christmas. Um, we're sending our little elf on the shelf back to the North Pole. This is her last night. And then tomorrow she'll get packed into her little box and that's her transporter and she will transport her. Oh, hang on. Excuse me. I'll give you a minute to stop laughing. All right. That's enough laughing. Um, and then he'll be she'll be transported back to the North Pole uh, and we'll see sugar again next year. So she's starting to get a little naughty. She had a lot of fun at Big Bear because she had more space to roam around and we'd go out and we'd come back and she'd be in a different spot. So she was having fun. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't lie. I'm very sad to be going home. I'm going to miss everybody here. Um, but we're not going to go. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to cry on this episode. I'm not. You can't make me. I'm having a drink. I'm drinking a really large pop because everything is very large here. I don't get them that big at home, so I'm going to enjoy it. It's a, what do you, they call it? Jack in the crack. But it's actually Jack in the box. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's been a good trip, and I got to see Ghostbusters, and I think Sunday we're going to see The Matrix, and then I'll be going home on Monday. I went and had my COVID test done today, so, you know, barring me having COVID, I will be flying out. Now, I'm kind of hoping that it works out, because, I mean, it falls, my three days falls in the middle of Christmas. I would have had to have got my test done on Christmas Day. Um, that would not have worked. So I had to get it done or Chris anyway, I get I'm a day early. So hopefully they'll recognize that, you know, it's Christmas and everything is closed and uh it'll be fine. But uh I am a vaccinated traveler, so I have my vaccines and uh, I have have a booster. I'll get a booster when I get home. So, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, it's, I've had a blast. I really have had a blast. I love everybody here and I have felt so welcome and, uh, I'm not looking forward to going home. I'm going to miss everybody. I mean, I'm going to go home and I'm going to go and spend New Year's with, uh, Misha. Yep. So, 
podcast after that night's going to be interesting. I might even just podcast from her house with her. <laughs> Have her on the bits. Um, that'll be a fun night. Ouch, sorry. I had, had a piece of skin hanging. I had to take it off. I should not be allowed to have sharp knives. I always end up missing chunks of skin, and I was cutting a tomato, and now I have a divot in my index finger on my right hand because I cut some of the skin off. But, um, oh yeah, we ate really well, too. We had really good food. I'm loving it. Like, I'm really, I don't know. I have experienced food here and flavors here that I have never experienced before, and I am becoming a big fan of food. I'm really loving food and the flavors, the tastes. Um, like there's something in the kitchen right now called green chili. I have no idea what that is. I've heard it's spicy. Um, it might be a mistake <laughs> if I have any, but you know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sad to go home. I don't want to go home. I'm going to cry. It's going to be a thing. You know, it's a good thing I'm doing it now because the next couple of days, it's just going to be harder and harder to not cry. Uh, cause I'm going to miss everybody. I mean, I'll be back. That's, that's, that's a given. I will be back. There's no question. The question is when, because you know, COVID redheaded stepchild can just piss off. Um, but I don't want to go, man. <laughs> I don't want to go. Having the test done today kind of made it real. It's like, ugh. I remember when I had the test done to come here. And I was all excited because I knew the countdown was on. Woo! Well, now I've had the test to go home. So I'm not excited because now the countdown is on. But anyway, we're not going to dwell on that because I still have a few days. There's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then the 26th. I have to hang out with all these fantastic people and love on them and hug them and kiss them and make them happy that I'm going away because I'm going to annoy the heck out of them for the next few days. <laughs> Why? Because I can. Because um, they're on Christmas vacation, which we are going to watch as soon as I'm done this podcast, because that is a traditional Christmas movie for me. It's something that I watch every year, and we are now sitting at the 23rd, and I have not watched any of the traditional. I mean, I've watched a couple of my Hallmark movies, which, you know, great, but I need to watch Christmas Vacation. It's like a thing for me. Some people, it's A Miracle on 34th Street. Some people, it's A Wonderful Life. Me? Nope. Christmas Vacation. I need me some Clark W. Griswold. I need me some Eddie in a bathrobe going, Shooter's full. I need some Christmas vacation. You know, meow. Cats fried under the tree. So we're going to watch that tonight. Uh, Day has to work tomorrow and Christmas Day. So we're going to um, watch Christmas vacation tonight so that I get it in before it's actually Christmas. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Sorry, I got sidetracked with something that was on the TV. Anyway, um, I have some things for you. We're, how far are we in here? Good heavens, we're only... Really, I feel like I've been talking forever. We're only 18 minutes in. Wow. I do have some stories uh, from uh, our little excursion in to Big Bear. Um, 
Unneed is not a word. <laughs> and I said that at the perfect time, too, because the creator of said word just showed up. He's leaving now. <laughs> um, we Drunken Scrabble is a thing. It is a thing. It was a lot of fun. And, um, unfortunately it gets harder and harder and harder to play because I was drinking wine while I was playing it. So my brain's kind of going Durr, as I'm trying to think up really good words. And I still stand by, I had a really good word. I made drafts on a triple word score. It was a good word. Um, I didn't win, but I didn't lose either. I wasn't like in last place. So I'm happy with that. And uh, then we played Uno. And did you know, you have a couple of drinks in you, Uno can get really, really competitive. I mean, we're, we're talking, I we played the night before with the kids. And we were, you know, uh, Rebecca and I were drinking margaritas. I think Aaron was drinking margaritas too. Dave was having a couple of beer and we were getting really competitive with it. Then too, I was told I was sleeping on the floor. Now our room had two beds in it and I was told I was sleeping on the floor. So that tells you how competitive the games got, but it got to the point, like the game was never ending. There was seven of us playing and it was just, it was just never going to end. So we ended up deciding we were going to do sudden death. So everybody threw their cards in and most of us, like all of us were out after the first round, except for Rebecca and Dave. Now they're brother and sister. And it took like four draws before we actually got one. Cause they get, they would both get both wild or there would be a wild and a skip or they both drew one. And it's like, they kept drawing the same cards. And then finally, finally Dave drew a higher card and he won. So, um, that was fun. So the next night, last night, we played Scrabble first to kick off the night. And we had a heck of a time getting the fire started. The first night, the fire did not want to start. No matter what we did, all it did was smoke and just turn the wood to charcoal. It didn't flame. It didn't do nothing. So we decided we would go to, we had to check in because we arrived late. So we had to check in the next day and we decided we would get fire starter and wood from the actual office of the place where we were staying. Um, and it still was giving us a really hard time. And Rebecca finally figured out maybe it was getting too much air. So we closed the, the draft and we opened the door, the front door a little bit and it actually did catch. And I got a nice fire going. I mean, roaring fire. We had two bags of wood we had to go through. So, you know, I took a lesson out of Brian's book and just kept throwing logs on. Yep. Oh, oh, those flames aren't six feet high. Throw another log on. And uh, it was nice and toasty warm in there. And we, um, the kids all decided they were going to have a sleepover downstairs where the fire was because it was warm. And uh, we played Scrabble and then we played Uno and then we all fell down and went to, we all went to bed and fell down. Didn't fall down and go to bed. We all went to bed and fell down. Um, but we had a good time. We had a really good time. And this morning we were going to go downtown and check out the shops in the daytime and go in and out of the shops. But, um, 
it was pouring down rain and we just wanted to get down the mountain before the rain started to freeze and just get ugly. And nobody wants to walk around downtown outside in the rain. We did not want to get sick. None of us needed to get sick. So um, we came back. Next year, we've decided that we're going to do that like a whole day thing, you know, go downtown go into the shops during the day, have dinner, see the lights at night and, you know, do whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was a good trip. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of laughs. And we found out at the pan at the Japanese restaurant last night, that panoramic is not for up close. Not unless you want to look like Sid the sloth. I, Rebecca tried, did it from her side of the table and I did it from my side of the table. We tried to take a panoramic, like do a circle of everybody around the table so that we'd have this panoramic picture. And when you pass it by your own face, it turns you into Sid the Sloth. At least mine did. Her and I were laughing so hard, we actually had tears running down our face. And that wasn't the first bout of uncontrollable laughter that over the, you know, the course of our vacation. We laughed a lot. There was a lot of laughter. Um, and I honestly have to say I'm very proud of Dave and myself. Neither one of us worked the entire time. And it was hard not to check the emails and not to, you know, contact people that, you know, we know are working on stuff. So I'm very proud of him for not working. Um, thank you, Jenna, for... <laughs> <laughs> that little teaser you sent him and then telling him to go and have fun and not, uh, and not work. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we had a really good time, really good time. We found rabbit turds. We didn't actually see the rabbits. We just saw remnants of rabbits that had been there. Um, but yeah, huge snowman. There was a huge snowman outside, like human sized snowman. And, um, Zoe, Dave's oldest daughter, she's like, I want to build that. I'm like, mm. as a Canadian, I know how long it takes to build a snowman of that size. It's generally like an all day, start in the morning, break for lunch, come back in the afternoon, kind of affair. These were huge balls on this snowman. Big ones, round, heavy. And the snow was kind of packed and hard, so it was a little difficult to roll it. I mean, we, did, we made a little one in the backyard of the cottage, and then um, we started making another one, and Zoe walked away to get more snow, and Lily picked it up and threw it at me. So, you know, snowball fight ensued. And then we had a snowball fight at the zoo, and <laughs> it's just snowball fights all over the place. But um, yeah, so somebody says you want to build a snowman, you better make sure you, that they know what size of snowman they want to build. Um, I should probably, I don't know if I, I really don't, I kind of have housekeeping and I should have probably done it at the beginning of the podcast, but I just thought about it now. Um, we do have our calendars coming out soon. Um, we did get an email. Unfortunately, the distributor is not going to be able to follow through with the original date that they had given us for um, 
shipping, so they're not going to be here until January. But that's okay, because, like, you can still buy your calendar in January, and, you know, so you've already used a couple of weeks. Woo-woo. Whatever. But, um, yeah, so that's that's a bit of an issue. We were told they would be here December, and then they're like, oh, no, no, you know, now they won't be here till January. Okay, fine. Uh, we have our anthology coming out, the World of Myth anthology. I'm excited about that. Um, and then we're going to be in January, I'm going to be starting to edit, um, our 2022 lineup of authors with the stuff that, um, we have, and I'm really excited about that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, that's kind of housekeeping as it stands right now. Um, we do have some podcast openings if you guys want to do a podcast send just your pitch send us the first episode let us hear what it sounds like um we'll go from there so i think that's all of the housekeeping we have the december issue has just dropped on today <laughs> when this when this podcast comes out, it'll be the same day as I do believe. Yes, tomorrow. So yeah, the twenty the the pfft, holy moly! I'm having a hard time talking today. The World of Myth Christmas Edition magazine has dropped, and it is full of all sorts of wonderful, fantastic things. Um. Christmas stories, not Christmas stories. There's a lot of horror stories, a lot of fantasy stories. And I was really pleased with how it turned out this year. I love the new wallpaper that Dave has managed to put up. So it gives it that Christmassy feel. Obviously, it's Santa Claus. It's Christmas. It's great. Um, yes, I did uh, sign on for another year of editor-in-chief for the magazine. Um it's kind of falls into my job description as editor-in-chief for Dark Myth Publications. And December is my one year, or it's not my one year, but is my anniversary of being editor with the magazine. And I've just signed on for my fourth year now. So that's exciting. Yep, you're stuck with me. <laughs> oh, well. Should have put up more of a fight. <laughs> anyway. Um... Yeah, I think that's it for housekeeping. So, oh, and we do have a position open with our podcast company, with the Jaisal Modcast, uh, for a producer, um, the absolutely fabulous and always amazing Joe has, um, his, his life has gone in a separate direction, so he is off to do bigger and better things, and I wish him all the best. But we now do have an opening for a producer. If you are interested, please contact me or contact David K. Montoya. Uh, you can send your information at info at jayzomon.com. That would be great. Thank you very much. Okay, moving along. 
I have some interesting things for you. We're going to start with some fun facts about Christmas. So these are fun facts from around the world, and there's about eight of them. Um, so it won't take long to go through them. So less than 24 hours, well, yeah, less than 24 hours to go until Christmas and all the fun and jolly and great food that comes with it. Although Christmas is celebrated almost everywhere around the globe, each country has its own traditions that make the season so special. And this website, this is some of their favorites. So, France. Oh, let me, let me look at this poster I have here. I can't. I can't make it any bigger. Well, this is not helping me. Um, what do we got? Okay, let me see if I can read this because it's very small. So in the UK, people in Britain love their Christmas crackers. You know, those things that you pop and you have a little paper hat and a cheap toy and a little joke. They look like giant sweet wrappers and make a bang when pulled open. They come with a paper crown, joke, or little gift inside. And if you're really lucky and you get the expensive ones, you get the joke and the toy. In Sweden, on Christmas Eve, more than half of Sweden sits down to watch a Disney Christmas special on TV, making it one of the most popular television programs ever. In China, only 1% of the population in China celebrates Christmas, even though the majority of Christmas decorations set sold around the world were made there. Yeah, they're probably so sick of seeing Christmas. In the United States, Americans love decorating their houses with Christmas lights and spending a whopping $6 billion on them every year. I could not imagine spending that much money to decorate my house. Throw up some lights, candy cane, wreath. I'm good. In Brazil, it's, a, it's summer during Christmas in Brazil. So Santa wears a lighter suit and distributes presents using a ladder or a trampoline. I also believe, yes, in Australia, Australians celebrate Christmas at the beach with a family barbecue or a barbie, as the Aussies call it. Tim, don't come at me. I'm just reading the facts, man. Just reading the facts. <laughs> um, yeah, it's summer in Australia as well. So it's warm and hot and they're drinking, you know, margaritas and throw in some shrimp on the Barbie. I know. I'm sorry, Tim. That was totally, like, stereotypical. Funny, though. Okay. So, Spain. Spaniards love to play the Christmas lottery. Partly because the jackpot is one of the biggest in the world. The winning numbers are sung by orphans on national TV. In Germany. Germans visit their neighbors and friends before Christmas to have a look at their Christmas tree. In return, they receive a glass of strong liquor called schnapps. Ooh, I love me some peach snaps. Stop shivering, Misha. You'll be fine. All right, in France. France is widely known for its food and delicacies. People in the Provence region even go so far as to serve a sumptuous feast of seven main courses and 13 desserts at Christmas. Among the most popular festive dishes are fougas, pancakes, nougat with honey and pistachios, pumpkin pie, and dried fruits. In Italy, 
many children get two sets of gifts, one on the 24th of December and a larger gift on the 6th of January. On this day, Italians celebrate Epiphany Day, and according to popular belief, a witch called La Befana arrives in the night to fill good children's stockings with sweets, while naughty ones get chunks of black coal. In Japan, Christmas is considered the festival of love. It is not uncommon to see couples spending a romantic evening together while singles will be out partying and looking for the love of their life. So those are some fun Christmas facts from around the world. Now, some interesting facts about Christmas. Let's see. Uh, let's see what we can find here. Some traditions from around the world. Since we're doing around the world, let's stick with the theme. So we have... Uh, the origins of Christmas can be traced back to ancient pagan celebrations, such as Dus Sol Invictus, which is observed December 25th, the Kilens, which is January 1st to 5th, and Saturnalia, which is December 17th to the 23rd. And don't forget Yule, which is on the winter solstice, which is December 21st. The Christian Church disapproved of these festivals and co-opted the holidays by declaring December 25th as Jesus' birthday. That's all fine and well. Mistletoe, mistletoe, was held sacred by the Norse, the Celtic Druids, and Native American Indians because it remains green and bears fruit during the winter when other plants seem to die. Druids thought the plant had the power to cure infertility and nervous diseases and ward off evil. Long before there were traditional Christmas trees, pagans revered evergreens as symbols of eternal life and rebirth. Let's see. What else we got? Okay, so the city of Riga, Latvia, holds the claim as home to history's first decorated Christmas tree back in 1510. In England, oh, hang on. According to old English folktales, Oh, cool. Okay, so according to old English folktales, the devil died when Jesus was born. So some towns developed a Christmas Eve tradition of ringing the church bells near midnight to denounce his, his, his demise. In England, this custom is called tolling or ringing of the knell. Huh, I, I, know, I know where that came from. Um... Scotland has historically made a much bigger deal of celebrating Hog... Oh, I can never pronounce this word. Hogmanay, the last day of the year, a.k.a. New Year's Eve. Woo-woo! Okay, in fact, the latter holiday was banned by the country's parliament for more than 300 years and was only made legal again in 1958. Uh, the Grinch, who scrooged Scotland out of Christmas, was 16th century minister John Knox, leader of the Reformation and founder of the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. So there you go. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Some fun Christmas traditions. <laughs> now, you see, I was explaining this tradition not that long ago to Dave, and he was looking at me like I had three heads. Now. I'm going to share with him and with you that it is actually an American Christmas tradition called Find the Pickle. 
The pickle-shaped ornament hidden somewhere on the Christmas tree, with the person who finds it getting an extra present, is a common American Christmas tradition. But though it's mistakenly believed to be an old German tradition, nobody seems to know how the Christmas pickle tradition started. One myth involves a Civil War soldier of Bavarian origin who'd been imprisoned by the enemy. He begged the guard for one last pickle before he died, and it gave him the will to carry on. Another myth involves St. Nicholas rescuing two boys from a pickle barrel. That's Canada's um, answer to Cracker Barrel. But the truth is that the legend was most likely started by retailers selling glass ornaments imported from Germany. The town of Berrien Springs, Michigan, holds a pickle festival every year in December. All right, number 10. As you might imagine, Christmas traditions in Hawaii is a decidedly tropical affair. Many locals import their traditional furs and pine, excuse me, and pines from the U.S. mainland, arriving along, arriving long before the holiday starts on the Xmas tree ship. Apparently, there's a Christmas tree ship. Others get creative decorating palm trees with lights and ornaments and using outrigger canoes and dolphins to resemble Santa's sleigh and reindeer. Jolly old Saint Nick and his eyes wear Aloha shirts instead of fur-trimmed suits. And of course, the most popular traditional Christmas dinner is a community or family luau, complete with pig roast and colorful Christmas lays. In the Marshall Islands, people prepare for Christmas months in advance, stockpiling gifts and dividing into jectas or teams that hold song and dance competitions on Christmas Day. I wonder if they met my mother. She starts buying for Christmas in August. They also build a piñata-like wojek, wojke, I, I don't know, containing little presents, matches, money, soap. In Argentina, Christmas customs are a blend of American, European, and Hispanic traditions. Their celebrations typically include the boots of Father Christmas, red and white flowers, and putting cotton on Christmas trees to simulate snow. But the most family gatherings in Argentina take place on Christmas Eve, with huge feasts, gifts exchanged at midnight, and children going to sleep to the sound of fireworks. Okay. So, yeah, that's some interesting Christmas facts for you. Um, early illustrations of Santa Claus pictured him as a stern, commanding disciplinarian holding a birch rod. The jolly old elf we know and love today was created by artist Haddon Sundblom for a Coca-Cola ad. Tom Smith invented Christmas crackers around 1846. He was inspired by the French habit of wrapping sugared almonds in twists of paper as food gifts. So, Merry Christmas. There's your little Christmas fun facts. And now as a gift to you, I actually have a really good Florida Man article to read to you. And this is incredibly new. As of December 22nd, 2021 at 1.56 p.m. So Florida man is not taking Christmas vacation. All right. The caption of the article is, Florida man claims bags of cocaine, meth found wrapped around penis, aren't his. <laughs> A Clearwater man claims the drugs deputies found wrapped around his penis did not belong to him. 
34-year-old Patrick Florence was riding in a car that was pulled over after police say he was driving without its lights on early Saturday morning. A driver of the vehicle was arrested by police for DUI and possession of marijuana. A search of the car uncovered a gun under Florence's seat. The deputy searched Florence and found bags of methamphetamines and cocaine wrapped around his man parts. Florence was arrested and the report said he stated the package wrapped around his penis was not his. Um, he did not say who the drugs found on his penis might belong to. Um, oh, oh, they even come with their own joke. We worry that Florence's case might not stand up in court. As they say, possession is nine inches of the law. Wow, that's just wow. Wow. Okay, so you know, we're coming to an end in the year, and I, this just caught my eye. Um, that's like number one of the weird for 2021 for Florida Man. Um, Florida Man banned from airline for wearing thong as a mask and compares himself to Rosa Parks. I'll let that sink in for a minute, Mish. Yep. Yep. Okay, you're done now. Florida man washes ashore in bubble he intended to ride to New York. Yep, Florida man accuses smuggling drugs into jail inside his prosthetic leg. Orlando man traps alligator using only a trash can and a vi in a viral video. Um, in an odd year, our resident folk hero had to step up his strangeness. Okay, what happened? Where'd it go? Okay, Florida teen will be charged as adult for allegedly rigging homecoming queen election. A uh, naked Florida man steals pickup truck from dealership. Leads authorities on pursuit. Woohoo! There you go. Wonder if it's a Dodge Ram. <laughs> uh, Florida man brings AR-15 to a crowded beach. Tells cops he's just going fishing. All right. Florida man arrested for breaking into U.S. Capitol says he was only there to use the bathroom. Wow. Super Bowl streaker identified as 31-year-old Florida man. <laughs> you guessed it. All right. Florida man whose pants caught fire during arson trial arrested on cocaine charge. Yeah. Florida man rides airboat on neighborhood streets, deputies say. Well, Florida man's had a rough year, I'm telling you. Florida woman has not done much better. Florida woman poisons boyfriend's drink because he wouldn't shut up. Yup. Yup. Florida woman fires stun gun at a strange husband's companion. Okay. Flor wow. Florida woman dies after suing hospital to get Invermectin. Um, okay, so woman driving convertible Mini Cooper seen hauling full-size couch. The couch is bigger than the car. Um, yeah. Florida woman arrested for killing her brother and burying him in the backyard. Well, okay. Okie dokie. Uh, let's see what we got here. Naples woman gets car stuck in ditch after driving on the wrong side of the road. 
All right. Poor woman accused of stealing a car with two children inside. Oh, dear. Florida woman hits deputy with a stolen car. No, oh, that's not bad. Florida woman kills boyfriend who threatened her with tomahawk. Okay. Oh, wow. Florida woman arrested for posting fresh meth tonight on dating profile and cyber stalking. Huckabah told the victim, if you think texts are bad, next is your house and your job. Wow. Florida, man, Florida mom arrested after child calls vodka mommy's drink during traffic stop. Oh, dear. Oh. Um, trying to find funny ones, not, you know, disturbing ones. Florida woman screams celebrity names during arrest. Marijuana candies found in car. I wonder what celebrity names she yelled. Uh, Florida vice mayor arrested for DUI after three car crash. Florida woman finds Python in washing machine. Florida man dies after driving into pond after traffic stop. Aw. Yeah. All right. So I got one more thing for you because, you know, I am going back to Canada. So I thought I'd throw a little Canada in there. I've got, can you answer these 20 Canadian trivia questions for my Canadian audience? Okay. Question. And I will I'll give you some time. And then I'll give you the answer. Question number one. Which Canadian city is considered Hollywood North? Think about it. Little, Je little Jeopardy music thrown in there. Do, 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 do. That's all you're getting. Yeah. Which Canadian city is considered Hollywood North? Now, if you guess Toronto, you're wrong. It's actually Vancouver. The city is second in TV production and third for feature film production in North America, behind Los Angeles and New York. While T.O. has lots of Canadian productions, Vancouver is home to many American series and movies such as Riverdale, Twilight, and of course, my all-time favorite, Supernatural. How many points does the Maple Leaf have on... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's try that again. How many points does the Maple Leaf on the flag have? Now be careful. Count them in your head carefully. Uh-huh. Eleven. It's got eleven points in all. Okay, which city is home to North America's largest mall? Largest mall. I mean, if you're Canadian, you, you got this. Just like, boom. Edmonton. Edmonton, Alberta. Home to the West Edmonton Mall. The massive shopping center has an entire water park within its walls. Which Canadian chain first opened up in Hamilton in 1964? That would be, of course, Tim Hortons. As of June 2013, the coffee chain now has over 4,304 restaurants across the globe. Where is Canada's most visited National Historic Site? Well, it's not in Ontario. 
If you head over to Halifax, Nova Scotia, you can visit the Halifax Citadel National Historic Site of Canada. Originally built as a military fortification, is now a tourist's paradise with rich history and a beautiful view of the city. Okay, which city hosts North America's largest single-day parade? And I can tell you the parade because I've been there. I can tell you the city. It is, oh... Um, um, ah, it's a big Jamaican parade, uh, Carabana, it's called Carabana, and it's held in Toronto every year. Now, let me see if I'm right. It's the Carabana Parade in Toronto, Ontario, with a parade route of 3.6 kilometers and taking over 10 hours from start to finish. It is the biggest, longest parade in North America. It's definitely a spectacle to look at. So much fun. Um, what is Canada's national sport? All right, come on. Your question, what's Canada's national sport? Soccer. No. <laughs> that coming from our live studio audience who has now joined the show. We have two, actually. Hockey, of course. And the second one would be lacrosse. Both played with sticks. You both beat your opponent with said sticks. Lacrosse is hockey and lacrosse are our national sports, as declared by the National Sports of Canada Act. All right, eat up. Which city has the most restaurants per capita in Canada? That would be Montreal, where reports vary. Most studies find that Quebec City leads the pack with nearly 27 restaurants per 10,000 people. Which Canadian city ranks as the most educated in the country? Giving you a minute to think about it. It's the nation's capital, Ottawa. With 31.5% of their adult population having a university degree, it is probably also home to the most student debt in one city. Okay, so... Which city was home to the first North American YMCA? Where do you think it started? And there's YMCAs all over the place. Like, they're in the States. They're in Canada. But, yeah. It all started in Montreal in 1851. What is the most purchased grocery item in Canada? Now, one Twitter responder put pure happiness... Um, but it is that, and he was right because he did also put at craft dinner. It is a Canadian classic craft dinner surveys show. It is our nation's go to pick up when we go shopping. It's hard to deny considering how quick and tasty it is. Canada is also the largest exporter of what sweet little fruit? What do we grow and send out to the world? That would be a blueberries. With Canada exporting tens of millions of pounds of the sweet treat, it is the world's second largest producer of the berry. What is Canada's oldest city? I'll give you a minute to think about this one. Canada's oldest city. Come on. It was established 520 years ago in 1947. That would be St. John's, Newfoundland. 
How many time zones does Canada have? It actually has one more time zone than the United States. There are six time zones across Canada. Pacific, Mountain, Central, Eastern, Atlantic, and Newfoundland. All of which, whoever did this, managed to hit on their journey. Six time zones. Six. Which Canadian city has the most tourists? That would be Toronto, with 25 million visitors per year. Only one province is officially bilingual. Only one. Can you guess which one that is? Yep, the only province that is officially bilingual is New Brunswick. Crystal, you better learn some French. I know you already know French. You better learn some New Brunswick French. How many oceans border Canada? How many? Come on. Nope, not the Bay of Fundy. Get out of there. There are three oceans in total. The Pacific, the Atlantic, and the Arctic. All border Canada. In those six time zones. Okay, which province is home to Canada's tallest mountain? That would be Mount Logan. That is Canada's tallest mountain peak at 5,959 meters, and it stands tall in the Yukon. In which province could you find the city's goobies and come by chance? And a provincial park named Blow Me Down. And if you are Walter or Alan listening to this, you should know the answers. Come on, boys. Come on. We've discussed this. Yes, those wildly named places can be found on the east coast in the province of Newfoundland. This picture specifically is from Blow Me Down Provincial Park, and I can't see it because it just says Instagram. So, there you go. Last one. Last one. And round up and see how many you got. 80% of the world's, world's supply of what comes from Canada? Say it out loud. Maple syrup. 80% uh, of the world's supply of maple syrup comes from Canada. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I learned some things I didn't know. So, all right, everybody. I think I'm going to wrap this up for this week. And I'm going to go and do what I said I was going to do. And get me a little Christmas vacation. Um... And, you know, Eddie in a bathrobe, shitter's full, all of that good, good, wholesome Christmas fun. Um, I will see you all next week. Like I said, next week's podcast will be coming from the studio back in Ontario. I hope you all have an absolutely fantastic Christmas. Whatever it is that you celebrate, I hope you celebrate it to the fullest and with those that you love the most and you are with your nearest and dearest. And if you are not, I hope you are in contact with your nearest and dearest. Until next week, everybody, as always, see ya. Carry on all that you want, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry